0: messages well not spam messages i'm getting messages from a group chat on my watch so bear Uh, with me as i put it on do not disturb tight okay cool you're cool actually guess what i'm gonna put it (laughs) i'm gonna step away from my computer for the moment and put it like charging
1: okay you can still hear me i can still hear you this is Uh, We're doing it live. You you can never
0: say that. I'm here. Ow. <laughs> I charged it. Okay. Ugh. This is crime culture. Hey. I... Oh, God. And Elliot just sneezed. God. So perfect. I wondered
1: what that was.
0: Um, this is crime
1: culture. That was hi. Elliot sneezing and Haley saying hi. And I'm Caitlin just here along for the ride
0: we are uh this is the last episode of january 2023 which means it is the patreon poll pick we have a tier of our patreon that um members of that tier get to choose the episode that we talk about and this week uh this month not surprising is um the recent idaho murders yes um i'm not surprised yeah i'm not surprised but also we are going to be doing this as um respectfully as humanly possible because these are real people very recently have passed and their families are um, still reeling from this um we're not going to get sensational with this we're just going to give the rundown of what happened kind of the dates and stuff like that um if you've been hearing about it in the news and uh haven't been following along this is just kind of getting you updated on what has happened
1: yeah there's a lot of misinformation out there i know that i saw a lot of misinformation out there prior to the capture and and after the capture of um the alleged perpetrator brian koberger so we're kind of just trying to cut through that noise and this for those who are just tuning in um welcome but that's really what this Hi. is about is kind of just to make sense of all of the information that is out there like for example um moscow police first said that the crimes took place between 3 and 4 a.m and then later they were like actually it was closer to 4 to 4 25 a.m so we kind of just take all of the old information and we take all of the new information and we kind of parse together just like a, a, an informational.
0: Yeah. The most updated timeline based on many different sources that we could find. Yeah. So that is, um, so you want to know about if you want to hand in voting for episodes that come out uh, once a month, then you can join our Patreon and link is in the link tree in our description and also on any of our social media more about the patreon later on but do we want to get into this topic because it is quite extensive yes
1: um i'm down if you're down so let's Let's do it let's do it so first off let's talk a bit about um the victims of Mm -hmm. these murders uh first up we have ethan chapin who was 20 years old at the time of his death. He was from Conway, Washington and was a triplet. Mm. Um, He's survived by his parents and his two siblings, Maisie and Hunter. And actually Ethan, Maisie and Hunter were all enrolled in the university of Idaho together. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Ethan was dating one of the other victims, Zaina Kernodal, and was a freshman majoring in sports management and a member Mm. of the fraternity Sigma Chi and before going to college he attended Mount Vernon Wa- Mount Vernon High School in Conway Washington where he played basketball and according to his obituary quote since attending the University of Idaho Ethan lived his best life he loved the social life intramurals and tolerated the academics he also continued to play sports end quote and mm. his former coach, Tyler Amaya, said that he had fond memories of Ethan, saying, quote, he lit up many of my dark days, days when maybe things weren't rolling for me. Ethan comes in the gym and all of a sudden everything is meaningful again, end quote.
0: Mm.
1: So just beloved and clearly he had like a lot going for him and a lot. That's going to be a
0: theme with all of these of these yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Next we do have Zana Kernodal, who was also she was twenty, um, at the time of her death, and she was from Avondale, Arizona. She was a junior majoring in marketing and a member of the Pi Beta Phi sorority. She and Ethan were originally friends before they started dating, according to Ethan's mother. And by the summer of twenty twenty one, Zana was spending time with the entire Chapin family. Um, Her older sister Jasmine said she was lighthearted, the kind of person who always just kind of uh, lit up a room and said, quote, you rarely get to meet someone like Zana. She was so positive, funny, and was loved by everyone who met her, end quote. Mm. And Zana went to high school in the northern Idaho city of Post Falls. And when she graduated in 2020, she decorated her mortarboard with flower and butterfly cutouts and the words, quote, for the lives that I will change," end quote. Mm. Next up, we have Madison Mogan, who was 21 years old at the time of her death, and she was from Curdalen, Idaho, and she went by Maddie. She was a senior majoring in marketing. And also a member of the Pi Beta 5 sorority with Zana. Both of them had jobs at the Mad Greek restaurant in downtown Moscow, where Madison used her marketing skills to run a social media campaign for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so already starting her career. Yeah,
0: starting her career with, like, getting everything she was going to college for. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Um, She grew up in Kirtland, Idaho, and had known one of the other victims, Kaylee Gonsalves, since they were in junior high. They were lifelong best friends. Um, Kaylee's mother said that they had been inseparable since the sixth grade. And her father, Ben Mogan, or uh, Maddie's father, Ben Mogan, said, quote, they were true sisters and our families grew bigger and better from that, end quote. Mm. In Maddie's obituary, her family wrote, quote, to say Maddie is loved by all is an understatement. Maddie was known for her ability to make others smile and laugh with her offbeat and hilarious sense of humor. And it was well known by all who knew her to never let her go hung- get hungry, <laughs> end quote, um, which i like, I love that us. yes yeah. i love that um and after graduating in the spring of 2023 maddie planned to move to boise idaho mm. um so she like like all of these kids they had they had plans. Yeah. yeah they were at like a turning point in their lives all of them like they just
0: they were becoming themselves be, like coming into their own and um, I think it's definitely important before we get to the last victim Kaylee, I think it's definitely important to definitely humanize these people because lots of the articles are going to focus on Brian Koberger yes. who allegedly did this crime and just the crime itself and even during the research of this episode finding information about who these amazing people were before all of this happened uh not that easy no no sadly yeah it's like um, most information is on brian Koberger, which mm-hmm. sucks but yeah yeah It it yeah. took me longer
1: and we'll get into it but it took me longer than it should have to even get the names of their two roommates who were crucial in a lot of the details of this case yeah um but Before that, we'll get to Kaylee Gonsalves, who was 21 years old at the time of her death. She was from Rathdrum, Idaho, and was a senior majoring in general studies and a member of the Alpha Phi sorority. Uh, She grew up with Maddie in northern Idaho. Like I said, they were very close friends. They were practically sisters. And Kaylee chronicled some of their history in an Instagram post celebrating Maddie's 21st birthday back in May 2022. Uh, pictures of the two of them when they were like tweens they Mm -hmm. showed they were making silly faces for the camera wore kind of like matching navy and khaki school uniforms and were side by side later in high school graduation gowns with a heartfelt caption quote i wouldn't have wanted anyone else to be the main character in all my childhood stories end quote Mm. um Maddie actually replied to that post saying, quote, I love you more than life, my best friend forever and more, end quote, with a heart emoji. Mm. And really, like, the two were so close. Um, And Kaylee also had plans after graduation to go on a trip to Europe and then was going to move to Texas. Her -hmm. sister said, quote, she had everything going for her. Absolutely everything. She had her job lined up. She had worked really hard for it, end quote. Mm. So Maddie zana and kaylee lived with two other students dylan and bethany uh dylan mortensen and bethany funk in a six-bedroom home off house off campus at 112 king road near fraternity road 1122 in... oh yep 1122 i can't speak today thank you um 1122 king road near fraternity row in moscow it, um idaho yeah i yeah indiana idaho idaho, idaho. I, i'm getting the i'm getting the eyes I, it's starting it's already starting let it be known um we have things with idaho and with indiana in this particular case and i'm yes. going to fuck it up i'm not but if i do that's why um so yeah so that's where their house was um ethan was actually spending the night with Sana when the attack happened which yeah. we will
0: now get into Um, yeah now we're gonna get into the uh the timeline which sadly starts on my birthday
1: yeah i was gonna say um it's always one of those that like
0: it's one of those like i don't know about if you do the same thing but whenever i see like um a timeline of a crime whenever we're talking about one of these things like you you see the date and you're like well what was i doing on that exact date And like yeah this one just happened to be my birthday which is like not chill
1: (laughs) yep i don't know if michael just came through but to answer their question yes we are recording right now (laughs) yeah um but yeah no i agree with you i do the same thing when even when i saw that um kaylee posted about maddie for her birthday on instagram it was like oh her birthday wasn't me i was
0: like my birthday isn't the birth- is, yeah, the, is same same birth- the same birthday yeah same birthday
1: like what's because i mean you just you know I
0: it's think just it's, like the connection
1: it's the yeah. weird connections and i like not weird but like you know what i mean because at the end of the day like we'll get into it but this was at least it seems like
0: now more of a randomized attack um which is just the most heartbreaking because it's like so much could have gone differently
1: so much could have gone differently and you kind of everybody i think it, it, like I think it's like kind of a human instinct to align yourselves with the like oh like what was I doing at that time or oh because you're around this age and you remember when you were that age and exactly, how yeah, it could have easily been you at that age or it could have easily been somebody you knew who is this age know who yeah. is this age
0: just and thinking so, of all like the stupid parties we went yeah. to and like all this sort of stuff like it just the think that this sort of thing happens is Absolutely wild. And I think we talked about um, in a couple episodes back where we were talking about, like, major crime stories that happened in 2022. It's like, the way that this sounds, sounds, like, scarily similar to the Kai Omega um, attack from Ted Bundy. Yes. Like, just going through, some people were targeted, some people weren't, seemingly for no reason. Uh, People slept through it. Um, Yeah. Just horrifying that something it, like this it wasn't the 70s this was 2022 this no, was several months ago
1: and it sounds like th- this morning i was thinking about it as i was getting ready and it also it just it sounds like fiction it sounds yeah. like a horror movie because yeah, like and not that this not that we don't believe that this happened not that we don't believe the the witnesses who have come forward and all of that but just like it it's if if we didn't know it to be true it sounds like it's like a a a like scream 2 like exactly. you know what i mean it yeah. sounds it doesn't yeah it sounds sound, like the opening scene of like a scream movie yes it doesn't sound like this sounds like the shit that you read about in bo- in fictional books or see yeah. in like scary movies it doesn't sound like something that happens and the fact that it did happen it just makes it that much more scary and real yeah. and tragic um yeah but to get into the timeline of this on November 12th 2022 it was a Saturday night and at eight fifty-seven p.m Kaylee posted a series of just like happy cheerful photos on Instagram with the caption quote one lucky girl to be
0: surrounded by these people every day and I think it's it's literally the photo that is like on yep. every news article everyone's been using it yeah, yeah. exactly. Um,
1: And in one of these photos, Maddie sits on Kaylee's shoulders while Ethan and Zana are standing next to them smiling Um, that night. Maddie. So everybody kind of was out of the house that night. Yeah. Um, Maddie and Kaylee went to hang out at Corner Club, which was a bar downtown at 202 North Main Street in Moscow, while uh, Ethan and Zana went to a party together at the Sigma Chi fraternity house at. Seven thirty-five, Nez Pierce Drive, on campus, according to police, and then the two other roommates who survived the attack, Dylan Mortenson and Bethany Funk, also went out in Moscow that night. Yeah, because um, this
0: is like what Saturday two night. weeks? Yeah, but two two weeks or the week before Thanksgiving break, so everyone's yeah. going to be going home in a little while. Yeah. Like party, like it's like not taking stuff too seriously right now because it's going to be like leading up to a break. So like everyone's leading up to everyone's, midterms. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's just chilling everyone's hanging out right um
1: so by the fall follow- by the early hours the following morning like one forty one a.m is what the time stamp said um maddie and kaylee were captured on a twitch live stream at the grub truck which was a local food truck vendor in downtown moscow uh there they ordered carbonara and chatted with some people nearby hmm and then a sorority driving service took them home at about 1.56 a.m., according to police and family, which also, like, that's Sorority what I mean. like, driving
0: service? Not I've even, like, an this Uber or something. Yeah. yeah
1: I, but I've heard of this with bigger ones, but also, like, that's, like, they did that right. Like, you know how they always are, like, oh, if you've been, if you've been, if you're out late, whether you've been drinking or not, like, be careful of your surroundings. Like, don't yeah, drive. They and also, like, don't go necessarily with, like, a ride share because you don't know who's driving. Like, they went yeah they did they, everything directly. everything they called right. the, yes yeah they, they called safe. the driving service yeah um there was also a man wearing a hoodie standing near them at the grub truck who became the subject of intense online speculation that he may have been involved as did the person who drove the girls home who was never identified like the sorority service driver yeah um, but the police would later confirm that neither were suspects yeah i think um, that
0: was like that's definitely a big like uh, armchair expert type thing. It's yeah. like we'll look into these people yeah it's yeah. like be careful of ruining those people's lives if yeah, they're not involved at all like exactly the, pol- the police are gonna take care of it and yeah i'm not a huge fan of the cops whatever but people are going to be looked into like yes calm yes. down um,
1: meanwhile, at about 1.45 a.m. on the morning of November 13th, Ethan and Zana returned home from Sigma Chi, uh, the party at Sigma Chi. Ethan didn't live at the house, but he was sleeping over with Zana, mm-hmm. and the two roommates who survived the attack, Dylan and Bethany, returned had returned home already. They got home at about 1 a.m. and they were asleep. They they were not really around. Yeah, Um. And then Olivia Gon- Gonsalves, I think is how you pronounce her name, Um, Kaylee's sister, told Inside Edition that Kaylee had called her ex-boyfriend Jack DeCur, I believe is how you pronounce his name, mm-hmm. seven times between between 2.26 a.m. and 2.44 a.m. Oof, we've all been there. Yep. Um, police have cleared him as a suspect. They, like I said, believe that the murders unfolded between 4 and 4.25 a.m. on the second mm. and third floors of this home. According to the affidavit, Zana um, Zana got a DoorDash order delivered to the house at about 4 a.m. You can get DoorDash at 4 a.m.? Oh, yeah, you can, especially in a college town. That's fucking crazy. If the restaurant is open, you can order it. Um, I know this from getting in from a flight really late. Um, But one of the surviving roommates said that she woke up around 4 a.m. from what sounded like Kaylee playing with her dog Murphy. Um, mm. And the affidavit said, quote, a short time, end quote, afterwards. That roommate said, quote, she heard someone she thought was Gonsalves say something to the effect of there's someone here. But that could have been Zana on her phone because records showed that she was on TikTok at about 4.12 a.m. Okay. And according to the affidavit, the roommate said, quote, she looked out of her bedroom but did not see anything when she heard the comment about someone being in the house, end quote. And, quote, she opened her door a second time when she heard what she thought was crying coming from Kernodal's room, end quote. The roommate, quote, then said she heard a male voice say something to the effect of, it's okay, I'm going to help you, end quote. Mm. And opened her door again when she heard the crying and she saw a man in black clothes and a mask walk past her. She stood, quote, frozen and in, quote, shock, end quote, according to the court documents, and later said she didn't recognize the man. Um, She said he walked towards the house's sliding glass door and described him in the affidavit as being five foot ten or taller and, quote, not very muscular, but athletically built with bushy eyebrows, end quote. Okay. So at about 4.17 a.m., a a security camera that was placed less than 50 feet from Zana's room picked up sounds of a barking dog and, quote, distorted audio of what sounded like voices or a whimper, followed by a loud thud, end quote. Um, That's according to the affidavit. Later Mm -hmm. that morning, the surviving roommates, Dylan and Bethany, told their friends to come to the house because they believed that one of the victims on the second floor had passed out and they weren't able to wake the victim up. Mm. Um, so then, somebody called 911. One of the surviving roommates called 911 at 11:58 a.m. from inside the residence, reporting an unconscious person. And police said that multiple people spoke to the dispatcher. Responding officers then found the four victims, and Kaylee's dog Murphy was also found at the scene. Um, the police said it wasn't clear where the dog was during the killings, but when officers arrived, there was no indication that the dog had been at the crime scene okay so i mean the dog locked out of a room or something like that something like that yeah i also don't know the size of the dog i don't know like yeah but yeah so authorities said they didn't believe anybody at the house at the time of the 911 call was involved in the murders this is immediately after it happened um after they after they showed up um, after the bodies were discovered, authorities reviewed surveillance video and saw the suspect's white Hyundai Elantra go by the victim's house three times before entering the area for a fourth time at 4:04 a.m., according to the court documents. Police said that they traced the car's travel that night back to Pullman, Washington. So at about 2 p.m. on Sunday, November 13th, the university notified students of the homicides and ordered for them to, quote, shelter in place. Um, This order was then lifted an hour later at 3 p.m. So then the following day on November 14th, 2022, Moscow Mayor Art Betge, B-E-T-T-G-E, told a news outlet that the slayings were a, quote, crime of passion, end quote. Hmm. Um, He then backtracked in a statement to Fox News Digital that this was one of several potential motives being pursued by investigators however mm. this was something that people kind of locked on to, um yeah. was that this was like a crime of passion and i'll get into other theories about that people locked on to as well um but police said that they did not believe there was an ongoing risk to the community based on the information gathered during the pre- preliminary investigation and that nobody needed to like freak out basically
0: yeah
1: and then the next day on november 15th the moscow police department issued a statement saying and quote Edged weapon, such as a knife, end quote, was used Mm. in the killings, but that no official murder weapon had been found at that time. And in another statement, police told the public that it was a, quote, isolated targeted attack and there is no imminent threat to the community at large, end quote hmm meanwhile moscow residents students um the victims families all of them complained about the limited and contradictory information being released by the public officials like the mayor saying one thing the police department are saying multiple different things yeah and there'll be plenty more of that um so then the following day on november 16th the moscow police department held a press conference about the murders police chief james fry said it was a targeted attack okay saying quote we do not have a suspect at this time and that individual is still out there end quote fry also revealed to reporters for the first time that there were two female roommates at the home during the attack and that they had been unharmed had possibly slept through it Mm -hmm. Um, fry did not identify the caller the 911 caller or offer an explanation for the call coming in more than eight hours after the slayings. like we all know now but he didn't provide this information at the time yeah he said there were no signs of forced entry and then later he walked back earlier assertions that the crime had posed no ongoing danger to the community um he said quote like we cannot say that there is no threat to the community and as we have stated please stay vigilant end quote he also Mm -hmm. added that the fbi and the idaho state police were assisting with this investigation yeah so like it sucks because I, I know I don't know about you. Well, no, I do know about you because you're not on TikTok. But I was seeing on TikTok like these theories that it was like, okay, no sign of forced entry. There were two roommates who were home and unharmed. Check, check, check. Like clearly this is again, these armchair experts are saying, like, Oh, yeah, it was clearly the roommates who did it. And Yeah, that's that, oh, that this gets one a little roommate, dangerous. It really does. And like and I and I hate to say it, like I kind of fed into that a little bit too because I was like, Oh my God. Um because there's just this this sensationalization of it and i remember seeing tiktoks about how they said that the person wearing that, that like one of the roommates saw a man at about this height wearing a black mask and one of the roommates had a boyfriend who also had a black ski mask and he was about that height and blah mm. blah blah and so it was just like
0: it's it all was, circumstantial though yeah so.
1: yeah um but so, yeah, on November 17th, the students' cause of death and manner of death were officially ruled as a homicide by multiple stabbings in a press release issued by the Latta County Coroner Kathy Mabbitt. Additionally, the report stated that the victims were likely asleep when they were stabbed with a large knife. Some had defensive wounds, which suggested they either were awake or woke up during the attack, and there were no signs of sexual assault. Okay so the following day on november 18th police released an aerial map showing the times and locations where the victims were on the night of november twelfth, 2022 and in the early hours of november thirteenth, 2022 Mm -hmm. um following the next day on november 19th investigators confirmed that they did not believe the driver who brought kaylee and maddie home on the night of the murders was at all involved in the crime but even that it's november 19th this happened on november 13th yeah and it took them that long to be like, hey, like, they're not they're not involved. Like, it just I don't know.
0: I well, they know. had to find out who the driver was. They do the investigation. Like some of the stuff takes a little bit of time.
1: I guess I just feel like I don't know. I feel like that should have kind of I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll get into more later because I'm not the only one that's not very satisfied with how quickly they moved here and how forthcoming they were with some information
0: yeah Um, definitely especially but especially being under the social media microscope i think is also like kind of like a stressor true true
1: i yeah that's fair um but yeah so on november 20th detectives said that they did not believe dylan bethany or their friends that were visiting the house at the time of the murders were involved Mm -hmm. um so first they cleared the sorority driver then they cleared the roommates and their friends yeah um the following day on november 21st 2022 um it was a monday that was when ethan's family held his memorial service Mm. Um, his mother stacy chapin told reporters prior to the service that her son was quote one of the most incredible people you'll ever know end quote his obituary said quote he laughed continuously he smiled when he woke up and was smiling when he went to bed he was kind to all and a friend to all End quote. Mm. Uh, That same day, uh, trigger warning for people who have issues with animals. I'd skip maybe 10 seconds. Um, An Australian shepherd was found skinned and filleted three weeks before the killings. And at this point, police on this like that same day as the thing, police said that this was not related to the homicides. And that was the point where they revealed that Kaylee's dog was inside the home but not at the crime scene yeah murphy the dog's name is murphy for kaylee's dog um on november twenty second, 2022 investigators looked extensively at information received about kaylee having a stalker mm. in a press release police stated that they quote pursued hundreds of pieces of information related to this topic and have not been able to identify or verify the identity of a stalker end quote they later said that they looked into an incident in which a man had followed Kaylee around in a store in mid-October, but called it a, end quote, isolated incident, end quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another kind of red herring that was kind of thrown out. So you've got, it's not a crime of passion. It's a crime of passion. It's not a crime of passion. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a stalker. It's not a stalker. Um but by friday november or yeah friday november 25th investigators had collected 113 pieces of physical evidence and sent it to the idaho state police crime lab and idaho governor brad little directed up to one million dollars in funds for the ongoing investigation damn yeah which is obviously a lot of money and also great but i can't help but kind of think about how and similar um thoughts critiques came up during the gabby petito case last year um was it last year or was it the year before it feels like it's been forever um i think it was the year before um where you know these are all like pretty young white white, young pretty kids and so it's just like there's millions of people who need this kind of help and these kind of resources but they're not as good of a press story yeah, and i mean like there's like, scores you know of I mean? indigenous people that are
0: missing it, yes exactly nobody even talks about exactly
1: yeah. exactly um so it just like i don't know that kind of i get it but it just kind of
0: gave me an ick it's again it's again one of those things that is kind of under the social media microscope that like yeah. it's it like these kids were like on social media and their faces were out there and this got on the news and people latched on to it that you can't sweep any of this stuff under the rug not that they would want to i don't think anyone would want to obviously but um it's just you kind of have to be on top of it when you have so many eyes on it exactly yeah um and speaking of so many
1: eyes so on monday november 28th uh kaylee's father steve gonzalves gave an interview with abc news saying that the students died quickly they didn't bleed out for hours so an earlier 911 call like i said the call was at eleven fifty eight a.m yeah um that would not have saved their lives he said Probably quote, not, yeah nobody suffered and nobody felt like that kind of pain end quote hmm. um he also said he was feeling quote a little defeated end quote and that he was frustrated by the lack of transparency from police but then was like but i trust the officers and he said quote i have to assume and hope that this is all part of their plan and they've got this all figured out i know that there's some really good hard-working guys and girls that are on this case that i've met and they look me in the eyes and they told looked me in the eyes and they told me straight out that they're working and they're doing everything in their power end quote mm. So the following day on November 29th, Moscow police had asked the authorities to look out for white Hyundai Elantras and five vehicles were towed from the King Road home to a city lot to be stored. Um they had previously been searched and were police said quote still part of the crime scene end quote. Mm. That same day, a Washington State University police officer searched cars that matched the description of the white Hyundai Elantra at the university and found one registered to a Brian Koberger. So more on, on November, him in a second. More on him in a minute. Yeah. The following day, on November 30th, the University of Idaho held a vigil in honor of the students, um, Stacy Chapin, Ethan's, Ethan's mother cried as she told those who gathered quote we are eternally grateful that we spent so much time with him that's the most important message that we have for you and your families to make sure that you spend as much time as possible with those people because time is precious and it's something you can't get back end quote mm. Madison's dad Ben Mogan um also said that his only child was a hard worker quote nice to everybody end quote and that she was quote smart funny and beautiful end quote and steve Gonzalez was also at the vigil and said that kaylee and maddie were inseparable best friends since the sixth grade and kind of poetically not not that's not the right word that i'm looking for but basically um that they quote died together in the same room in the same bed end mm. quote um meanwhile a lack of coherent messaging from public officials just created further confusion. Lada County prosecutor Bill Thompson said one of the victims was quote undoubtedly targeted in an interview. Mm-hmm. Um and so again, we've got this back and forth. It was targeted, it wasn't targeted. It was passion, it wasn't passion.
0: Yeah, you um, gotta be really careful of what you say to the presses. Yes. Yeah. Uh you gotta make sure it's correct.
1: Yeah. Because hours after Thompson makes this statement, the Moscow Police Department said that it was a miscommunication and that they had not officially deemed the murders a, quote, targeted crime. Um, and then the next day, they clarified that they continued to believe that the attack was, quote, targeted, end quote. OK, so it's just it's back and forth and back and forth and. Um, and at this time, police also released a list of people that they did not believe to be involved in the crime. Again, it was the roommates, the man in the grub truck surveillance footage, the driver who took Maddie and Kaylee home, Kaylee's ex-boyfriend, any individual at the King Road home when the 911 call was made. Um, there was a sixth student that was on the lease for this home who had moved out months earlier. They were like, this other person was not involved. Yeah. Um. It's it just there. it's becoming very just not messy but you know what i mean like they need to kind of keep track yeah of they shit. need to
0: yeah and they need to make sure that the information that certain people are giving out is correct with what they're trying to articulate because it seems like one person's giving information and then a group of people are like well actually um that's not exactly correct
1: right right and and it's one thing to be saying this, like it's one thing, for example, for you and I to be saying this, like in a in a convo with each other and however many of our closest friends who are listening. Um, but these are representatives for the entity that is investigating this case. Yeah. That like it's far worse for them to not know what they're talking about and for them to be spreading misinformation. And it's makes the and the people who are then like sharing that information secondhand like news outlets it makes it that much more difficult to share a proper story and like as we're going to get into like thankfully that this kind of seems to be working out in terms of solving this case yeah but it makes it that much harder for people to like put out information and be like oh yeah if you know of anything related to this case like yeah feel free to share it because what's the right how do you know if something is going to be the right information or not because they're like oh it was targeted it wasn't targeted oh it was a crime of passion it wasn't a crime of passion oh yeah. she had a stalker oh she didn't have a stalker it's just it's like i feel get like your they, story straight before you go public
0: and i feel like they like especially like i said with the social media eyes on them they're feeling like such pressure to mm-hmm. say something that if you're speaking out your ass then it's going to come back to haunt you even worse than if you said nothing at the time
1: exactly your image does not matter as much as getting the proper information out there
0: yeah there are four children not children four young people that are dead so Mm -hmm. let's make them the focus instead of the your police force dead and a person
1: still out there exactly still at large
0: yeah um
1: who you don't know what they're capable of yeah exactly so on december 5th 2022 Steve Gonzalez, Kaylee's dad, told Fox News Digital that the family was frustrated over the police's lack of transparency and the progress or last, lack thereof of the investigation, saying, "quote There seems to be confusion everywhere you look. It's just absurd the kind of stuff that's going on
0: right now." End quote.
1: Yeah, this is he almost also, a
0: month after. Yeah, almost almost a full month after.
1: Yeah. Um, he also expressed dismay over how quickly the police had cleared many people as suspects and dismissed potential connections to the crimes, to other crimes. He said of investigators, quote, they've messed up a million times, end quote. Mm. So already, like he even is like, he, because this is the same guy that was saying that he trusted the police during this or investigation. To, yeah. Oh, yeah, on November 28th, on Monday, November 28th. So we are exactly a week later and already he's like, no, never mind, never mind um yeah so the following or no so two days later on december 7th 2022 police announced that they were interested in speaking with the driver of a white 2011 to 2013 hyundai elantra which was spotted near the crime scene at the time of the murders saying in a statement quote investigators believe the occupants of this vehicle may have critical information to share regarding this case end quote anyone with information on the car or its owner slash owners was asked to contact the tip line Mm. um Then on December 12th, 2022, in an exclusive interview with Fox News Digital, Steve Gonzalez said that the victims had, quote, big open gouges, end quote, Mm. and he called the police, quote, cowards, end quote, for not sharing more information with the public. Steve also said that his daughter's injuries, quote, definitely did not match, end quote, Madison's wounds, saying, quote, they may have individually died from the exact same thing, being stabbed, but there are more details.
0: They're not even close to matching, end quote. So I will say about that, that there are times in which the investigators will withhold information purely because if they can find somebody that can match that information that they have not yet released um Mm -hmm. that can help them in their case i don't know what the investigators were kind of planning in this instance um but whatever i mean
1: i mean though i gotta say like i I, yes i see that and i agree with that but at the same time we I definitely get it from information second secondhand well yeah, yeah that's what i was going to say this I definitely is a get it parent a who is also presumably getting more information clearly getting more information because he's sharing it but presumably sharing getting more information and if he is saying all of this is conflicting we don't even know the stuff that they're telling him that they're not telling us yeah and so i mean i completely i'm i'm honestly i'm team
0: steve like well yeah yeah the, definitely the the family of if the, the family
1: is this frustrated i think that's that speaks volumes um and actually Definitely. on december 12th the gonsalves family along with their newly hired attorney shannon gray met with the police and other officials in Moscow to share their concerns over the missteps that had been made in the investigation yeah um and like good on them because honestly like it's almost a month and they're it's it's a fucking mickey mouse show at this point
0: yeah I, but also definitely not uh giving them any more uh defending than they deserve whatever um but i'm gonna guess that this police force has not dealt with a crime that has been this uh widely publicized in ever just thinking of like my hometown police department if they had to deal with a murder like multiple murders of this scale. <laughs> I don't know how prepared they would be for yeah. this uh instance. Not saying that they shouldn't be because if you're police you should be prepared for any instance in theory, right? Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm sure that they were uh in over their heads a little bit. But also mm-hmm. call for backup at that point, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and they said that the FBI had gotten involved. Yeah. Um like I mean it- Moscow for example, I just looked it up. Their population is 25,850 people right, as of big. 2021. Yeah, that's yeah. a reasonable size for a city, especially yeah. like in Idaho. Um so I mean like I don't know, it's together, not man. it's not quite like a like you got what like 10,000 people in your yeah. hometown. Like it's not a a i don't know i don't know like you know what i'm trying to say i'm, I'm it's not like trying... a teeny
0: tiny little suburb it's at least a college it, town yes it's not like yeah. they're
1: ill prepared for okay like we've got a big crime going on here like are all of these places necessarily prepared for like a murder of this caliber no yeah but they've got more preparation than some of these small towns that we've talked about that are completely unprepared
0: yeah presumably yeah allegedly <laughs> allegedly again uh, this all happened so recently that we're just finding out more information so it's mm-hmm. it's a developing story
1: yeah and more will inevitably come out the day after we post this
0: a hundred percent yeah Every they'll time. find it, Every they'll time. find a new suspect they'll close the case yeah it'll be yep, yep. It'll something be big is
1: gonna happen like it always that's how it has consistently worked out for us which is fine yeah whatever So, on December 13th, 2022, at this point, it is the one-month mark since the murders of Ethan, Zana, Maddie, and Kaylee, and... At this point, Moscow police captain Roger Lanier said that police were closely guarding, quote, the information that we've discovered at the scene and our investigative information because we want to protect the integrity of this investigation, end quote. Mm -hmm. But he promised, quote, this investigation is not cold. We get tips every day that are viable, end quote. He said in a video statement, quote, those tips help us do everything from clear people to further some of the theories that we're working on. Eventually, we're going to narrow in on exactly what happened and who did it, end quote. Real just reassuring stuff. Eventually, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll Mm. figure it
0: out at some point. We've got a lot of information. I understand keeping stuff close to the chest because you don't want every bit of information out there to be like for people to like lie about stuff um definitely the perpetrator is still out there exactly yeah like if they have like an mo or something like that like definitely that would connect them to any other case i i totally get that but also you got to be a little bit more transparent especially with a case that is getting this much notoriety right exactly exactly um So, yeah,
1: um, detectives collected eight hours of surveillance video from a gas station in Moscow where a clerk said that they saw a white sedan pass by at 345 a.m. on the morning of the murders. And the clerk told Fox News Digital that she had been reviewing the tapes a little bit at a time over the past few days looking for clues in her downtime, which like good for you love that Mm -hmm. um and the police however did not comment on whether or not the white car scene was the same hyundai elantra that they were looking hyundai elantra that they were looking for
0: yeah yeah definitely um so on december 15th as I, as police in Idaho search for answers, a trooper's body cam captured a white Hyundai Elantra being stopped twice east of Indianapolis, Indiana. This is where you were getting stuck with the this Indiana, Idaho, yes, yes, fucking I states, man. These I uh, states. So they were stopped twice for driving violations. The driver, uh, you might recognize this name again. We've spoken about him before. 28-year-old Brian Koberger, mm-hmm. who was uh, later found out to be a PhD student at Washington. State University, which is actually roughly eight miles away from the murder scene in Moscow, Idaho. Yes, they border University
1: of Idaho borders the Washington and Idaho state line.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, Coburger uh, was accompanied by his father, who was first stopped by the Hancock County Sheriff's Office for speeding, and then nine minutes later by the Indiana State Police for fo- for following another vehicle t- too closely, which
1: Brian, dude. learn how to fucking drive, and dude, also maybe yeah, dude, not chill. Be a shitty person. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Tagging our spoilers, but.
0: So after Koberger's semester at Washington State University ended in December for winter break, he and his father drove together in the white Hyundai Elantra across the country um, in a pre-planned road trip to the family's home in Pennsylvania. According to the state police, quote, the trooper, having learned the two had been stopped minutes before by a deputy from the Hancock County Sheriff's Department, who he knew was working just down the interstate from him, used his discretion and released the two men with a verbal warning. End quote. Mm. On December 18th, surveillance footage emerges on a Facebook group of Kaylee and Madison hours before the killing walking through downtown discussing a man named Adam, who the Gonsalves family lawyer said was a bartender. A man who looks like the same student in a hoodie seen in the video uh, later standing near them when they ordered from the grub truck was also uh, walking near or with them in this video. Mm. Um, On December 20th, investigators speak to the owner of a Hyundai Elantra located in Eugene, Oregon. The vehicle was involved in a collision and was impounded the owners believed to not have any connection to moscow idaho so that was kind of ruled out mm-hmm. between december 26th and december 29th it was reported that the fbi team surveilled this man adam um who the two victims had discussed the night of the murder uh, for a few days on december 27th Authorities said DNA from the suspect was recovered on a knife sheath found on a victim's bed, according to documents. Police recovered trash from Koberger's parents' house in Pennsylvania, and the lab determined the DNA from the trash was the father of the person who left the DNA on the knife sheath. Furthermore... A newly leaked image shows Kaylee and Maddie hanging out at the Corner Club Bar in downtown Moscow before returning home in the early hours of November 13th. It appears to have been taken by a security camera inside the bar. And if the timestamp is correct, that would have been at 1.32 a.m. Okay. So we're, we're narrowing shit down. Yeah, we're closing in. December 30th. Police announced Brian Koberger's arrest in the early hours of the morning at what appears to be his family home in a gated community in Albright'sville, Pennsylvania, in the Pocono Mountains. And he was charged with the murders of he was arrested for the murders of the uh, University of Idaho students and was being charged with four counts of first degree murder and felony burglary. Law enforcement say that they were able to use forensic analysis to connect Toeberger to the crime, like I said earlier, with the the knife sheath, Mm -hmm. um, were able to connect his uh, DNA. A search warrant was executed for Koberger's Pullman apartment in Washington, I believe. Um, At a press conference announcing the break in the case, police said that they had recovered the Hyundai Elantra, but did not confirm whether it belonged to Koberger. Leif County prosecutor Bill Thompson said the court documents outlining the details of the crime would remain sealed until Koberger was extradited to Idaho. Mm-hmm. Police said that plans to clean the King road home, the home where the murders took place and release the property back to the owner had been halted by a quote, legal request from the court end quote Kaylee's family told ABC news. They didn't know Koberger, but were quote happy, relieved and thankful and quote that, there had been an arrest in the case right moscow police chief james fry said quote no arrest will ever bring back these young students however we do believe justice will be found through the criminal process end quote
1: over a month later Um,
0: but i mean i don't know how fast any of this
1: shit moves i don't know i'm a little annoyed i'm trying not to be i think also this is not the best climate to be like oh yeah like what could the police do wrong because i mean elephant in the room they could do a ton wrong they can do a but fuck also ton wrong
0: yeah but also like when shit like this happened in like the 70s yeah you think it took Ages. like fucking decades yeah to find out i mean the golden state um,
1: killer wasn't found until fucking 2018
0: 2017 2018 yeah. like, we have so much more at our disposal now to figure out stuff like this yeah but Like I said, I do think that the armchair experts on, like, TikTok and, Mm -hmm. like, Facebook groups and stuff, I, sadly, I think they do kind of hinder the fucking investigation. Rather than help, I agree. Sometimes. Rather than help. Sometimes they've been very useful. But in this particular case, and more often than not... Sometimes people can get a little bit obsessive about who they think is a suspect, and they actually have no fucking idea what is going on in the case and can ruin this fucking person's life exactly like i think the roommates have been through enough yeah uh that if they were cleared and saying that they weren't involved um the people who are investigating this know a lot more than i do Mm -hmm. so i'm sure they're going through their own process their own guilt of like survivor guilt like why why did nothing happen to me like if you were Um,
1: living with somebody odds are like like these these kids were not they're not kids, but you know what I mean. These these, young these adults young adults were not like just randomly paired together how you would in a college dorm situation. Like they chose to go in on a lease together. They all yeah. knew each other. They were probably in the same sororities. Possibly. Like, they like all some in of them Greek were like yes, together. Possibly in, yeah. in in like the same activities together. Like they knew each other. Imagine if this was like people who went to college, like remember your college roommates like that you chose to live with like think about it like that's really, really hard.
0: Yeah and for a how many hundreds of thousands of people on the internet to be like look into these people like i they clearly did it like it, it's a it's a little rough like yeah uh, calm down a fucking little bit i mean at the at the, um,
1: at the very least like for people to be like oh well then why did how did you sleep through it if if like blah blah, blah. you don't know you and weren't also, there you don't their, know it's not their obligation like the unfortunately they did they it, for whatever reason they didn't hear it
0: go down but that does if someone mean- in my if someone in my apartment complex was murdered this past weekend would i be held responsible yeah like i i don't i how am i supposed to fucking know like yeah i don't want to like have too much faith in the fucking police because they can fuck shit up at any point and they can and whatever um but I am not involved in the investigation. No one I know is involved in the investigation. I would hope and pray that anyone who is, is doing it correctly and for the right reasons and has the correct information, information I am not privy to. So that's all I can say about it. Like I'm not pro-police. I am pro-figuring this shit out Mm -hmm. for these families. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So January 3rd of this year... At a hearing in Monroe County, Pennsylvania, Koberger waived extradition so that he could be brought to Moscow to face murder charges for the death of the four students. Koberger entered the courtroom in a red jail-issued jumpsuit and looked directly at his parents and sisters who were seated together in the front row of the gallery. Judge Margarita Worthington took her seat at the bench and Koberger and his attorney Jason Labar stood up she asked Koberger if he waived his right to challenge his arrest on four counts of first-degree murder. He somberly replied, quote, yes, I do, end quote. Labar said in a statement that his client, quote, is eager to be exonerated of these crimes and looks forward to resolving these matters as promptly as possible, end quote. The next day, January 4th, 2023, Koberger was extradited from Pennsylvania to Idaho. He left Wilkes-Barre Scranton International Airport at 7 a.m., uh, Pacific time on that Wednesday in a Pennsylvania state police pol- politis PC 12. I don't think that matters. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of plane that it was, whatever. Yeah. Um, after making two stops, the plane touched down at Pullman Moscow regional airport 12 hours later, and co was transported to the Leith County jail in Moscow, Idaho. The judge issues a gag order, which prohibits officials and others involved in the case from speaking about it. Next day, January 5th, public officials released an affidavit in the case against Brian Coburger that revealed never before seen details of the police investigation. Among the findings included a witness claims that she saw a figure of 5'10 or taller male not very muscular dressed in black clothing and a mask on the night of the murders and said that the masked figure walked towards the back sliding glass door and she locked herself in the room which is what you had mentioned earlier uh again something that was not privy to the public prior to this prior to getting a suspect yeah um the dna found on the button snap of a leather knife sheath at the crime scene appears to be a strong match with the dna found in the trash at the Coburger family residence in albright'sville pennsylvania mm-hmm. investigators believe that the homicides occurred between like what we said 4 a.m and 4:25. so th- all this information that we had previously gone through is we're now referring back to what has been released since january 5th prior yeah. to that Lots of this information was not released. Another piece of information that Koberger applied for an internship with the Pullman Police Department, and in his application essay, he said that he had an interest in assisting rural law enforcement agencies to better collect and analyze technological data. Investigators checked the movements of Koberger's phone, and it stopped reporting a signal at 2.47 a.m. and appears to turn back on at 4:48 a.m. very suspicious. Mm-hmm. This means that the phone may have been in an area without cell coverage or that the phone was turned off. The phone was tracked heading to Moscow before the attack and then stopped reporting a signal from like what I said 4:27 to 4:48. Um the affidavit said that this is, quote, consistent with Koberger attempting to conceal his location during the quadruple homicide, end quote. His phone was near the victim's house at least 12 times before the murders, at least as far back as August of 2022. Mm -hmm. All of those times, except for one, were late night or early in the morning. Based on phone records, Koberger... Also returned to the area of the house where the four students were killed just after nine a.m. about five hours after the murders. Right. And again, this is before the nine one one call, which was eleven fifty eight, I believe. Mm-hmm. So as Koberger made his first court appearance in Moscow on January fifth, Kaylee's parents stared him down as he entered the courtroom in a bright orange jumpsuit and no shackles. Charges were read for the murders of each student. The judge said each victim was, quote, stabbed and murdered with premeditation, with malice, and forethought, end quote. The judge asked Koberger if he wanted to represent himself or have a court appointed attorney, and he calmly replied, quote, I have court appointed counsel, end quote. January 11th, classes resumed at the University of Idaho for the first time since Koberger's arrest. Ethan's siblings like we also mentioned who were also students at University of Idaho returned to campus the day before and their mom wrote on Facebook quote Hunter was very glad to be back at the fraternity and Maisie was warming up Mm -hmm. to the idea but it was good to hear all of the girls squeals with delight upon seeing her Mm -hmm. it did this mama's heart good to hear it end quote she added quote we spent the last eight weeks besides the obvious focused on Maisie and hunter cards talks walks hikes tears you name it their job now is just to be kids Mm -hmm. end quote which the strength of that mother to lose a child and then still like yes you have to remember you have two other children yes but um to to really just put them first in all of their feelings and um just i can't imagine no cannot cannot even never want to imagine the strength of her and all these other parents yeah so the next day january 12th a preliminary hearing for brian Koberger was set for june 26th of this year he waived his right to a speedy preliminary hearing with his defense team asking the court for time to prepare for the case Koberger could face the death penalty if convicted, mm. and experts told Fox News Digital that prosecutors could speed up the timeline by seeking a grand jury indictment instead of waiting until the preliminary hearing to prove probable cause. Right. Um most recently Monday, January twenty third, twenty twenty three, about a week ago that- at the time that this yeah, came right? out. Yes. It was revealed that months prior to the murders, Koberger met with the chief of police at the Pullman Police Department, Gary Jenkins, like I said, for a job interview in hopes of getting one of the two three-year graduate research assistantships offered by the Washington State University. In emails obtained by Inside Edition, Koberger wrote a few hours after the men met on April 12th, quote, "'It was a great pleasure to meet with you today and share my thoughts and excitement regarding the research assistantship for public safety,' end quote." To to which Jenkins replied, quote, great to meet and talk with you as well, end quote. This week, it was also revealed that Ann Taylor, the chief of the Kuetanai? How do you say that? Uh, Kuetanai? Maybe? I have no idea. That's what I'm going with. Kuetanai, public defender's office and the lead defense attorney representing Koberger, previously represented the parents of two of his victims— Zana and Madison in now closed criminal cases, according to court records obtained by Inside Edition. According to the records, Taylor was Benjamin Mogan's legal counsel on drug charges in late 2020 and represented his wife, Corey Hatrock, in the summer of 2022. Then the Idaho's uh statesman revealed earlier last week that taylor also represented cara denise northington zana's mother mm-hmm. uh, before dropping her as a client and recusing herself in order to take on coberger's case which like according yeah not chill ew. not chill I'm according not to the that. statesman uh taylor in one of 13 qualified public defenders in the state to represent the clients in a potential death penalty case in an interview with News Nation on Wednesday, January 25th, Northington spoke out about Taylor stepping down from her case in favor of representing the man allegedly to have murdered her daughter, saying, quote, I'd already signed over power of attorney so that she could help me with getting into rehab and whatnot. I trusted her. Mm-hmm. She pretended that she wanted to help me. And to find out now she's representing him, I can't even convey how betrayed I feel. End quote. Yeah and that is the most up-to-date information we have as far as the timeline on this case um a little bit about the um bullshit brian Koberger. um he grew up and lived in the allentown bethlehem eastern area of pennsylvania which is right by where michael's family is by the way it's right over the border of new jersey yeah yeah Um, shortly after finishing pleasant valley high school in 2013 he attended monroe career and technical institute in bartonsville but dropped out a year later he attended northampton community college in bethlehem where he earned an associate's degree in psychology in 2018 after graduating from northampton he worked as a security guard for the pleasant valley school district the same school district where his father previously worked as a maintenance worker for many years and his mother for a time as a substitute teacher he then received his undergraduate degree from DeSales University in Pennsylvania in 2020 and completed his MA at DeSales in December, uh, Sorry, June 2022, according to the university. Mm-hmm. Washington, Washington State University identifies Koberger as a PhD student in his Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology and completed his first semester in the criminal justice program earlier this month, according to the university. Fucking you, Like, just yeah, someone... Someone who's going for criminal justice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, and and he, I just, I don't like any of that. I don't like any of that. And honestly, no, it's and lucky his face that is he haunting. His face is haunting.
0: Like, yeah, he's terrifying looking.
1: It's and it's weird to think that he's like our age. Yep. Like, I can't imagine somebody somebody at our age just being that. No, this guy sucks. Allegedly, psychotic.
0: Like, I just. Yeah it's gross it's really and again and it's one of those things that's like it literally seems like it's fiction for no at at this point it seems like it's for no reason
1: yeah that's what i'm saying like it it sounds like like he chose it at random yeah like i i just i don't and i'm sure that more will come out in june if not earlier during the trial but it's just, for now, it's simply, it's it's senseless. And yeah. that's what I think makes it all the more horrific is all that people don't know, that the public don't know. Um, yeah. One thing that I will say that I don't know, so I, I didn't include this in our information just because I didn't know whether it was true. Um, okay. But allegedly... Um, so as we said before, Maddie and Zana worked at the Mad Greek restaurant in Moscow, Ohio, and allegedly Koberger had come Idaho. in. Oh yes, that's what I mean. Oh God, I'm doing it all now, aren't I?
0: Another I
1: state. Yeah, ohio's another
0: I state. That's that's exactly. Well, that's exactly, what you get. You're yes, just, you're just from C states.
1: Yeah. I, oh girl, I am a C state. um But but no, he allegedly got takeout at least twice vegan pizza from that restaurant where those two girls worked um yeah uh, like i i I don't it's they don't know whether he was ever waited on there and like he was a student locally they were a student locally so it's not unheard of that they would be at the same place at
0: the same time
1: I'm sure Um, so
0: much more information now that there's been a suspect in the case, so much more information is going to come out about him. Not so much focus is going to be on the victims and their families, which is why we did want to, um, shout out and we will link to the GoFundMes for the victims' families. Madison and Kaylee have a joint GoFundMe, uh, right now that is over $71,000. Um, Again, we'll link to it. Ethan, um, there's one for his family that's right now over $56,000. That's wonderful. And there's one for uh, Zana's family, which is right now... uh, Zana, sorry. Right over uh, $49,000. That's great. So um, we will link to those. That's honestly excellent. And it's it's gone up since we started this uh, outline, which was days ago. Yeah. So um, if you have anything and you want to donate you want to help out their families definitely do that there's also two scholarship funds that have been set up by i don't know if it's by the university of idaho um but you can donate through the university of idaho website Mm -hmm. the kai omega foundation created the ethan chapin memorial scholarship fund in honor of ethan's life and the uh cronado family created the uh zana cronado zana um Zana, sorry baby i keep doing that You're zana canoto scholarship endowment at the university of idaho uh in memory of their daughter the family will actually match dollar for dollar gifts up to the fund up to ten thousand dollars wow yes That's so nice. um, donations can be made for both of those on the university of idaho website mm. um but there's other stuff within this case that we didn't even have time to get into we're over right. an hour now like the police but, response um, to the tiktokers
1: they they did they did say like hey like all you tiktokers like there were psychics there were there were just regular old people
0: well there was the there was a a movement on tiktok for a minute um defaming a teacher yes from the university of idaho yes um that they that this professor had to sue yeah yeah um yeah there's 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 a lot
1: there's a lot like we just tried to stick to Yeah, the immediate surroundings of this case rather than the periphery of all of the shit that has gone down on tiktok where police were like hey please stop and blah 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 but that is to say also like if you think you have information um on the on this case and whatnot please don't like take it to tiktok um
0: yeah actual information not speculation not based on uh yeah non-substantial
1: evidence yeah um if you have any of this information um people have been calling this the idaho murder house and i don't appreciate that personally um but the moscow no definitely
0: don't go to it like that's fucked up
1: don't go to it but i'm saying that's what they've been calling this case and i don't love that um the moscow pd has been calling it the king road homicides um so but if you have any information like please don't like take it to social media um, you can call their tip line at 208 883 7180 and you can upload any digital media to fbi.gov slash moscow m-o-s-c-o-w idaho idaho um, or you can email their tip line it's tip line at c i dot moscow dot id dot us and that's how you can really truly help if you think that you have pertinent information to this case rather than yeah you know bringing it for and not to say that you're one of the people that are making this difficult on social media but those groups could potentially kind of hijack that information and further their agenda and their conspiracy theories with it so just yes let's all kind of try to remember that there are real people that are really affected by this case Um,
0: and this is this is a real crime that actually happened this is not a horror story this is not um to be sensationalized yeah um this is not like to bring in like the true crime boom because i feel like after this happened and like it's been talked about a lot there's been a lot of recent articles talking about is uh true crime uh, interest a problem. Yeah. And it can be. It can it be. It can definitely be if it's not focused in the right areas, which is why we really did want to start with highlighting um, who these amazing people were before this happened and why it is so senseless. And if there's anything you can do to help, go to their GoFundMes, uh, call the tip line, anything um, that would help Well, yeah, rather and- than and stop
1: like perpetuating and sharing misinformation like to kind of cut through all of that misinformation out there and those those conspiracy theories and whatnot because this these are like Haley was saying like these are real people and real families that are being affected by these horrific events
0: yeah Um, and it will continue to be based on the news and social media and everything that like this is i mean obviously um their children are gone this is never going away for them but it doesn't help to be uh the center of a tiktok trend no no um so do what you can to help again we're going to link all of that on our social media so yeah all right i mean that's all the information we have like i said the uh it's probably going to be updated the minute we hit stop on this recording there's going to be some major break in the case if there is we will um post any um updates um if you want minute to minute updates from most of our um episodes and information that we put out you can join our discord uh you gotta direct message us on any of our social media we're on facebook instagram and twitter um we also have a website crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com direct message us anywhere we will send you the link t- so you can join our discord it's a fun time over there um we s- do crime updates we do uh podcast discussions we post pictures of our pets which yes. is a fun time um a little crime. bit lighthearted for the pics yes um and like we had mentioned earlier this was a patreon poll pick if you want to have a hand in what we talk about once a month you can join our patreon for as little as a dollar as much as whatever you want and we specifically want to shout out some of our lovely patrons uh we have two travises listed on here (laughs) i think it's the i'm gonna guess it's the same travis travis squared but thank you travis we also have our favorite stevie we've got michaela we got megan uh Janie, as always sarah kim and uh ariana and uh, delaney engage thank you everyone so so much for supporting us um and for voting on stuff mm-hmm. um and i think that is done oh do you want to do a palette cleanser right before we leave I don't know that I have one. Uh, The world kind of sucks right now. Um, The world does kind of suck right now, but I will say... um, I mean, it is a little bit spooky and it's a little bit gross, but I do highly recommend The Last of Us on HBO. It's very, very good.
1: That's true. You've said that a few times. Um, I've been talking
0: about it in the Discord. It's very, very
1: good. Yeah. Yeah, you have been talking about it in the Discord. Um, There's also... And I will link this on our social media um for those who are not in the u.s um for those who are in the u.s um you've probably heard about uh tyree nichols who was brutally viciously horrifically murdered by memphis tennessee police Mm -hmm. um on january 7th um that's kind of why it's difficult to find a, a something to be warm and fuzzy about. So I guess I will just say, um, mine is the people who are coming together for Tyree's mother, um, Ravon Wells. And Mm -hmm. I will link this on our link tree. Um, if you can donate to her, go fund me. Um, she lost her son. Um, he, he leaves behind a child. Um, like he didn't that's the thing die immediately so there were hospital bills that were incurred um so if you can if you can like it's it's these people are being brought to justice um though given the state of our country i suppose that only just indicates how terrible this is what they did to him um but it's i guess kind of nice to see people coming together and he was he from videos that i have seen of him skateboarding um of him just like hanging out with friends he seemed to really love life and seemed to be a really bright spot in the lives of those around him so um mm-hmm. if you would like to contribute to his memory and to help their his family um as they're having to take off work and deal with this as they're having to um put together a funeral for their young son um if you can donate to that that would be really cool
0: all right we will link to that in our link tree along with all of the uh gofundmes and ways you can support the uh victims families of the idaho murders yeah maybe one day we can stop doing this yeah maybe one day there won't be these horrific things and we can link to some good stuff yeah but well, as of right now this if, is what we have for you
1: and before people say but that'll end the podcast because i'm sure that's what everybody first thought of because i it's would all hope about it does us. i would love it if this podcast was over and then we'll just i don't know review disney channel movies <laughs>
0: yeah Disney that's our fallback we're gonna review Disney Channel original DComs yes we'll review
1: DComs um so yeah just I don't know be kind to one another
0: yeah be be somebody
1: um, else's uh what are we calling them they're not warm fuzzies I mean they are but yeah be somebody else's palate cleanser this week
0: yeah um next month is February And um, we're going to highlight um, some stories from, um, as for Black History Month, some maybe stories that um, you didn't learn about in high school uh, that are true crime related, um, that we need to get some names out there. Yeah. and and less
1: like oh like these are people who were murdered horrifically and they're also black it's it's legitimately people who had a positive effect on uh, on our country on
0: true crime who are also black yeah so um, get ready for that that is going to be all next month and um, again Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon uh, look at our link tree for um, places you can donate and we will see you next Tuesday bye bye